Hey everyone, it's Jess again. This is the third and final part in our three-part series about fat phobia and diet culture with our friend Meg from Rogue Padron and Jelly Turts in Bed. If you've forgotten from a few days ago when part two dropped, uh, we left off talking about ways that fat phobia shows up in language um, and microaggressions around fat phobia, things like that. And the way that all of these things show your worldviews around fat phobia. And so without further ado, we're actually going to talk about Star Wars in this next part for a short hot second. Uh, so enjoy. I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy Speaking of worldviews, what about Star Wars's worldview of fatness? Because I guess we'll talk about Star Wars for like yeah. three yeah. minutes. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh, at, at phobia yeah. and media. Oh my God. Yeah. So, Star Wars. Jabba the Hutt. Mm. How do you feel about Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> like, what do Hate you him. think of him as? Like, when that Jabba the Hutt comes to your mind, right? Like, people, <laughs> like, here are the fat people that I can think of in like the mo- the movies, right? Like Jabba the Hutt, Yarna Dal Gargan, who is that six-breasted dancer in Jabba's palace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malakili, who is also in Jabba's palace, who's the Rancor keeper. Um, Boss Nass. Dexter Jetster, I guess, maybe. Like, it's hard because it's an alien physique and so it's different. Um, but, like, he's kind of in that same group of, like, um, of how they portray these fat characters. Um, and then uh, Uncar Plot, right? Like, yeah. and how do they show up? Mostly they're not human. Uh, they're all kind of dirty. They're sloppy. There's food around them. <laughs> Um, and so like, yeah, what does that say? The fact that I never even like thought about the fact that most of these characters are not human and like what that says. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Right. Like that's Star Wars. I'm like looking directly <laughs> at a side camera right now and just being, like, <laughs> that's take that home and think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, that it's like, right, and then like the, yeah, Malakili is like, as far as we know, the only, I'm not counting Snap Wexley in this because he's only in Star Wars because he's JJ's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Malakili is this one human, as far as we know, character um, and like he's shirtless and, but like he's in Jawa's palace. He's like real dirty, um, like, and he's a comic relief because he's crying over the rancor that like we're not supposed to be sad about, even though it actually is very sad. Um, like his 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 pet slash friend died. Like, of course he's sad. Mm-hmm. And like that's the one human that like we really see. And mm-hmm. like that that's my fat representation. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. boy. Cool. <laughs> I guess I can work in Chex Notes Jabba's Palace. 
You can work in the diner. Yeah, but he has robot employees that have hourglass figures. Oh god, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) No, I think Dexter Jester is a is a better person than that. (laughs) You either have to be an alien or be best friends with J.J. Abrams to be fat and in Star Wars. Be an evil alien. I don't want to. I'm like, I would love to be an alien. But, like, not mm-hmm. a Star Wars alien, because I see how they treat them. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be best friends with J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll never be in a Star Wars. <laughs> um, you don't want to hang out with Greg Grun- Grunberg? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, so, this is the wonderful note that someone added uh, while we were talking earlier. But, like, her universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, her universe. Her universe, like a lot of things, started out as like pretty small revolutionary, honestly, um, mm-hmm. of a place where like, yes, we are going to make things that are like clothing that is feminine, that isn't a black t-shirt with a photo on it, right? Because that was, that was the merchandise you could pretty much get at that time. Um, mm-hmm. it is now at least a decade later, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> they like to have things that are like Star Wars is for everyone. Um, and, uh, right. Pride themselves on being inclusive. Um, however, I have been through their website multiple times. Um, and although, yes, they do carry like up to four X, five X, um, in, in some of these things, uh, there, I think at the one, the last time that I'd looked only two products featured a plus size model in the photos Mm. and they were both older collections that were on sale like it wasn't any of their like (laughs) last three or four collections that like came out um and when they release their collections they release the straight sizing first and then sometime later they'll release plus size and even then sometimes you can only get the plus size things not from her universe directly but you have to shop at torrid or hot topic um Mm -hmm. to get them and sometimes they're plus sizes they don't tell you this but they're juniors plus sizes not like women's that's how they categorize it but like adult plus sizes um which juniors plus sizing is obviously smaller and Mm -hmm. like the, the plus sizing is also erratic as fuck um like i think it was star wars celebration anaheim the first so 2015 they had come out uh with that that cloud city dress abby that you got from that you bought from me yeah um but like that's a 4x and like in all of the other here universe stuff i was a 2x and so 
And like at the time, like they had like one kind of dressing area in which you could try stuff on in. But of course it had like a one hour long line and all of these other things. And so like based on the measurements that they offered on the size chart, right? And I knew my measurements. I sew. Um, I had made outfits for Star Wars Celebration. So like I knew my bust, my hips, my waist. I knew my measurements. I was like, yeah, I'm still a 2X. Let me get that 2X. Um, and it was so small. <laughs> and I was just like, and that dress at that time was like $160. Right. And you couldn't buy it online. At that time, you could only get it at Celebration. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, thankfully, like, I went back the next day and they let me swap it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what? <laughs> like, that's not a four, a four X. Like, that's right. not what that is. Especially because like, it's really only a bust and a weights. Like it's a, <laughs> the, 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 the way that the dress is cut, right? That the hem is at the, is at the waist. And then it flows outwards. So it has an open mm-hmm. hip, um, as an open hip, like, butt. like your thighs can be as thick as I want to be in that dress. Um, and so I was just like, I don't understand. How right. It just shows that they didn't have like a fat person working right there to draw attention to that kind of inconsistency. And yeah, it says a lot. And I still haven't really seen like when, when like um, uh, team photos are posted and stuff, like I don't really see fat people, uh, right? Like, especially not like people who are at the 4X, like higher end of plus size, right? Um, and like, if you can't show those things on those bodies, then like you have no right saying that you're inclusive. Um, because like you are not. <laughs> but still, her universe gets all this praise about like right. they're doing so much for fangirls and like all fangirls, so inclusive, like so perfect. And I'm like, okay, but I have a real I have a real like criticism. I have a real question about this and then like no <laughs> one cares. Um mm-hmm. because like it's everyone's fave. And like how dare That's you bullshit. criticize women? Right. Yeah. Again. How dare you criticize Ashley Eckstein? Right. Like she's a Sokotano. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, uh, no. An alien who's animated. Right. <laughs> not a white woman. Sorry. Um, not like a thin, perfect, petite white woman. Like, get out of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's real hard. Because, you know, I'll get ignored about all of that. And I'm like, but this is important. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that, like, this is the one thing that literally affects everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone. Literally everyone. And, like, the fact that it gets ignored, like, when you say something about it. Or when anybody says anything about that. Mm-hmm. Like, Huh. <laughs> things that make you go hmm <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. right like people will lo- love to criticize up and down about like oh do you have people of color or like oh well, what about like disabilities and so i'm like yes those things are important and should be included but how come when people speak up about like body diversity like no one gives a shit 
right? And it's just kind of like, mm, or like, okay, body diversity, and they have like one like size twelve person, and I'm like, that's not, that's not what I meant, <laughs> right? Especially like in America, like the average size for right like women is a size sixteen, mm-hmm. right? And like that's just how it how it is, and like there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's just how it is, and yet clothes are being made smaller and smaller. <laughs> right why um yeah so outside of star wars though no one no one does better than star wars (laughs) i mean they kind of do and they kind of don't right because like fat characters in media basically have very limited roles um one is that they're all about food because apparently fat people don't care about anything besides eating um, and that's like Suki from Gilmore Girls, uh, Hunk from Voltron, Legendary Defender, um, Fat Monica from Friends, Young Monica, mm-hmm. um, Scully and Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, oh. right? Like they're fat, therefore all they care about is eating. Right. Right. They're all, they're chefs, right? Because they just are obsessed with food. Um, and it's like, yo, I'm not always thinking about eating. I often forget mm-hmm. about eating. Yeah. <laughs> we often have to remind each other to eat. Yeah. Like, that's just what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, another, oh God, another one of my absolute favorites is men can be fat, but women can't. Mm-hmm. And the classic example that really started everything off is the honeymooners, right? Mm-hmm. Husband, fat and abusive, beautiful blonde fair-skinned perfect wife mm-hmm. uh anything kevin james has ever done <laughs> like kevin james yeah. is always this mediocre like fat man who gets with all of these beautiful like thin women right and like there's nothing wrong with that but like the fact that you never see fat women with like thin or like muscular ideal men, right? Like there's maybe one Rebel Wilson movie, but that's also Rebel Wilson after she lost a bunch of weight. Right. Like, stop it. This kind of like, yes, men do face a lot of body shaming. Absolutely. Um, And like that, that is an absolute fact. Um, You know, men, absolutely get harmed by fat phobia 100% but mm-hmm. it is in a very different way than feminine like women like women and like people who identify as femme like are um it's very it's different it's different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and like the the uh, the bulk of the beauty industry the wellness industry the health industry specifically targets women um, especially about weight loss. Um, right. A lot of men are targeted about like gaining weight, building muscle, um, height, dick size, um, right? Like th- things like that, right? Um, Air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like men are also taught that if you have money or nice things, that makes up for your physical shortcomings. Whereas, like, the women's ideal is to be beautiful, and that's your purpose. So you can also be the fat best friends. <laughs> Again, Suki from Gilmore Girl. 
Um, Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Her name is fucking literally Fat Amy. Okay? Yep. Yeah. Stop it. Terry from Degrassi, who was like maybe a size 10. She's not even fat. Um, Ned Leeds from the new Spider-Man, from like MCU Spider-Man, as portrayed by Jacob Batalon, who is a wonderfully large, fat boy. Um, mm-hmm. But like he is the best friend. He's the comic relief. He's not like the hero doesn't get the girl like kind of thing. Right. Um, and like, it's okay that like fat people are in those roles. But like, again, this is the problem when fat people are only in these roles is the mm-hmm. issue. Um, same with like, when you put like gay best friend stereotype, right? Or like right. Asian best friend or like mean Asian parent or Asian teacher, like, right. The, the stereotypes for all of these things, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's the problem. Um, also, uh, fat people can also be villains <laughs> or mm-hmm. their antagonists at least, or like morally defunct, um, pick like almost any animated Disney movie except Moana because Islanders know better. Um, <laughs> and like, it has a fat antagonist. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. And like, whether or not they're likable is not part of the equation like ursula is like yeah. the quintessential like best disney villain mm-hmm. um but like she is a fat woman <laughs> she's a fat ass octopus um <laughs> and she's portrayed as a fat well she's portrayed as a drag queen but like as a fat woman <laughs> mm-hmm. um and like that is that is on purpose that she is big and large and that when she seduces Eric, she turns into a very thin woman. Like that is right. Um, and of course, just when fat people are in the background, they are in childcare. They're nannies. Uh, they mm. work fast food, not high end restaurants, but like fast food. Um, they're cleaning staff, or they're like sick people, um, because like this is how society sees fat people right like they can be your nanny or like your mom or like a grandparent because like yeah like women who have kids can be fat or like grandparents can be fat um people who work at fast food must be like fat um but like never people who work at like high-end places right not Mm. the, the executives right the hot executives are never fat um Except if, like, they're morally defunct, like, again, if they're villains, they're morally defunct like cats on Wall Street. Um, And so it's just kind of like, this is what they think of fat people. Um, And again, that has a huge overlap with, like, people of color and, like, what roles they have in media. And then all of our favorite reality TV. Oh, God. Uh. So you get on reality TV, this is where fat people are, uh, extreme weight loss. Uh, Biggest Loser was maybe one of the worst Uh, things that ever happened to fat people. Yeah. Um, That is a terrible, disgusting show. Jillian Mm -hmm. Michaels is the worst. Is that her name? That might be her name. Yeah, Yeah. it's her name. Fuck her. Uh, Yeah, fuck (laughs) her. She's terrible. And like, they're abusive. And Yeah. yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or they fetishize fat bodies. Um, like, I forgot the name of the show uh, that was coming out that I definitely got really mad over, but it's like 
my 500 pound fiance or something like that. Um, and it was about like men who were in love with fat women and like, why? Um, <laughs> right. Oh, and wow. like, that is one TLC. You're a bunch of shit. It was like on TLC, or, like one of those channels of that like has become trash in the yeah, last yeah. decade. Um, but like, what? <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, there is that industry of like 90 day fiance or like um, the one where you don't even know each other and like love is blind and stuff like that. Again, no fat people on love is blind. Um, but like to have a show like thoroughly question why a straight size man would be in love with a fat woman. Mm hmm. And to have all of the questions be about, but she's fat, right? Because that was the point. The point was, like, even if they're the best person in the universe and, like, the best partner and you're absolute, like, you just, everything clicks, everything's perfect, but they're fat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, like, I personally have been told that by many men mm. um, that, oh, man, they care so much about me. And, you know, they they have all these feelings for me, but I'm fat. Therefore, they don't want to have sex with me. And therefore, like, no, we're just friends. And like, that's your like, that's everyone's choice. Um, but like. What? <laughs> yeah. The, re right. the rationale behind that is right. where it's... It's it's just because I'm fat. Yeah. Because, like, people are trained to think that fatness is unattractive. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, can't be sexual and, like, can't be sexy. And um, mm -hmm. that, like, it's embarrassing if you are dating a fat person. Mm -hmm. um, and I have been treated like that by... In some, in some variation some way worse than others by like every person that like I've had a crush on that mm -hmm. I've dated um, that I've married <laughs> mm -hmm. and then later divorced. Um, <laughs> like it is, it has been a thing in everything. Um, and so like to make a show about that is abhorrent. I was just, I don't, I don't remember anything about that day except being like white rage, like mm -hmm. blinded with rage. And of course, the modern take on like the fat lady sideshow act of like my 600 pound sibling or my 100, my 1000 pound life. And like those shows where it's kind of in like a mock concern about like, oh, but your health, how do you live your life? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But really, you're you're just making a spectacle out of out of this person. And it it's not helpful. It's not validating in any way. Yeah. Like you you are doing this again for for money, um, for shock value, um, mm -hmm. for people to be disgusted by it. And again, feel fat, which again, not a thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then buy into all of the things that people tell them will make them not fat. Um, and it's just, media is terrible to fat people. Media is really terrible to fat people. 
we didn't talk about it like earlier up in the show, um, which I'm kind of, I'm, I'm ashamed that I didn't put it in here, but <laughs> fetishizing the, the fat, like sexy fat woman, like fetish. Yeah. What is, what, is, what is the acronym? The um, BBW. BBW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big beautiful woman and an SSBBW, which is a supersized big beautiful woman. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a fine line <laughs> with with that. Um, in like the the sex worker community, especially, right? Like, again, uh, fat people are again heavily discriminated against by thin people in sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's not like customer wise, but it's more in the um other sex workers right won't promote won't you know think that they can't be sexy xyz all the other things that we've already talked about um but like 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 using bbw or ssbbw is a tool that like a lot of fat sex workers do embrace um because uh when you're when you're selling that content um it's it's kind of a protection right like yeah. you are telling everybody up front that like i am fat i am fat and this is my fat body that you're like about to see or or whatever um and especially in like sex work which doesn't have a lot of protections um like it is a way to keep safe um the the issue again comes comes with what we what society has placed value on as again being attractive right and then that line between preference um and fetish Mm -hmm. uh and not like not like fetish as in like right um like latex or handcuffs and things like mm-hmm. that not like kinks and stuff like that but like in the way that like when you see a fat person you only see them as a sex object right that you will have sex with them or use them to get off but you don't treat them as a human right it's that's that's the that's the problem and like that line is really blurred when it comes to fat people and sex. Um, because like that, that objectifying and that fetishizing um, has that fat phobia attached to it and that shame attached to it that like, even if you're not a sex worker, if you're just a normal fat person like trying to date or like trying to hook up, um, you know, you have these these extra considerations to think about um, when you're going into a relationship, uh, especially if it's going to be like a sexual one, um, because you have to think about, right, like, do they want to have sex with me because, right, like they have, um, you know, a, a fat fetish, right? Do they want to like feed me? Do they only like fat people? Um 
uh right because there there are things where it's like yeah you know i don't want to yuck anyone's yum but like there mm-hmm. is a line there's a line with all fetishes right. and all camps yeah. um of where it gets to be you are not treating this person like a person you are treating this person as an object um in order to fulfill your needs um and like they did not agree to that but you are using them like that i'm like that's that's the issue um and so it is it's a real it's a really fine line and again it's i think it's the difference between self-identifying versus someone else placing that identity on you Mm. right like i i feel comfortable saying that like if i am put in a category right then it's going to be like bbw um because like that's how you identify fat people in like pink communities in fetish communities etc um but like if someone else puts that on me i'm gonna be like hold on (laughs) (laughs) i didn't choose that like you don't get to put that on me um right it's it's again about self-identifying and consent um and like how you are viewing someone right is this person a person or right it's the it's the same like yeah it it gets really complicated and and it's really hard thing to figure out um which is like difficult because one like talking about fatness is taboo already talking about fatness as it relates to sex is extra taboo um (laughs) for like a lot of people and it's really scary like it's really scary as a fat person to navigate that world um because for your entire life you're taught that like fat isn't sexy people don't want to have like romantic relationships with fat people um and so when you do meet someone who is like romantically interested in you or sexually interested in you you have all of these questions about like well are they are they using me like do they actually like me have they dated other fat people right am i just something to try right or are they going to be ashamed of me right or am am i a secret hookup that they don't tell anybody about um right like there's there's so many different things to worry about and it's all because of your because of like you're fat Mm -hmm. right and like that that is the only factor that determines these things like in these situations right it's it's not that like you know we had a miscommunication about like is this going to be you know are we boyfriend girlfriend or are we just hanging out with quotation marks Mm -hmm. um right it's about are you are you using me and they're and like ashamed of me because i'm fat right um how do you feel about my fatness about my body um and like that's a really tough question to ask anybody Mm -hmm. um especially in the heat of a moment right (laughs) you're you're on a first date and you're like listen if we fuck (laughs) i need to know (laughs) Um, right like even though that would put me at like a lot of ease to like ask someone to be like hey do you think fat people are sexy? Like, if I could just ask that, <laughs> I'm like, that's great, right? Yeah. Or like, do you actually, or do you actually like me? It's like, dude, this is a first date. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know like, I even to- <laughs> know. But like, I need to know to make this judgment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Am I going to invest like another date with you 
if you turn out to be like a scumbag, right? Yeah. Because of my fatness, right? If you're a scumbag mm-hmm. because of something else, like whatever. But like, if you already have reservations about me because I'm fat, because that is something you know right off the bat. That is not something that you can hide from people, mm-hmm. um, right? Like I show up on a date, I'm fat. This is how I look, right? No matter what kind of clothes I wear, like no matter how I style, no matter like what angles I use in person, I am a fat person. Um, and so when you go like meet people for anything, whether it's it's romantic, a date, sexual, whatever, not, or just friendship, meeting people because you move to a city and have two friends and maybe you want more than two friends. Mm. Um, you, you're so scared because people hate fat people and no one is going to tell you outright that they don't like you because you're fat. Mm. Um, and so they'll, they'll lie to you. They'll make up other reasons and you're there the whole time wondering if it's because you're fat. Or if they're being truthful about something else. And in the end, if they are mean, if they are terrible to you in the end and hurt you in the end, you wonder again, was it because I was fat? Um, Mm. Right? Like, shout out to my ex, Greg, who actually, thankfully, literally told me that he didn't know if he could still be with me because I'm fat. Like, thanks for that. Mm. Like, (laughs) at least I knew. At least I could Mm. (laughs) You piece of shit. And then I still dated him for seven more months. Anyway. um, Yeah. Listen, see, fat phobia messes you up. Yeah. And that's when I was 170 pounds. (laughs) Right. If you have fat people in your life, especially if you are romantically involved with fat people, um, especially if you are sexually, like if you're allosexual and like you have sexual attraction or physical attraction to people, Um, and like you're with a fat person like you have to make that explicit right you have to it takes it takes work um it takes a little extra effort from from who you're from the person that you're with uh to to be with them um because again as i've shared about a lot about my trauma (laughs) about being fat Mm -hmm. And the things that I worry about being fat and the deep-seated fears about being fat and being loved while being fat um, and being told that I can't be pretty when I'm fat. Um, You know, if you have to do that extra lift, but like it takes effort. And like, again, with anybody who has come out of like, who has trauma, who has um, you know, has had bad experiences, whether it be with family or friends or relationships, like if you are trying to help them through it and if you are trying to support them and show that you love them, like you have, you do the extra work, but somehow when it comes to, again, fatness, that's ignored. Um, mm-hmm. right. Like people will help you through, you know, trauma when it comes to, you know, sexual assault or injury, physical injuries um, and these things. But like, you know, again, my the person that I thought I was going to be with forever suggested I got tired of me feeling bad about being fat and 
said that I could get liposuction, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that ain't it, chief. Right. Um, that's that's not how. That's you, not the solution. Right, it's not the um, in that in that situation. Right. Versus like other problems that I had brought up to him. Right. He was a lot more thoughtful, a lot more supportive, a lot more asking, okay, well, what can I do to help? Like, what can I do to make you feel better about this? Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, when it came to weight, when it came to fat phobia, that was fat hate that was pushed upon me from other people, um, mm-hmm. from him also sometimes, um, right? That gets treated as something that, that's a problem that I have to fix and the fix is by not being fat right um and not by you know making sure you compliment how i look um right when 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 i put on a put on an outfit or even just being me right like that's not so uh i guess that goes into the last kind of point that we have about fat phobia is really like, what can you do to be less fat phobic? Ask the fat people in your life. Uh, like, especially if you're in a relationship with them, um, you know, what make them feel more secure? Because I can tell you, most fat people, not secure. Most people in general are not secure. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, I think, demonstrated in this talk how pervasive and insidious and intertwined fat phobia and ignored fat phobia is, like, do mm-hmm. the extra work of having this talk of starting this talk with people in your life because like i guarantee you fat people have tried um and it hasn't been received um mm-hmm. another thing is like i we talked about this before but like understand that like the pain and the hurt and the shame that like you may feel about your body is different from systematic like oppression and like that that goes along with any kind of privilege right that the the negative experiences that you have aren't necessarily because of like racism or or Mm -hmm. classism um you feeling bad about your body is not is not the same right it's versus like people who are routinely denied medical care just because of like how much they weigh. Um, right. right. And that there, there is a difference, like both things are important, but there is a difference between them. Uh, probably like, you know, easy things, uh, support and like follow on social media and like reach me on social media. Um, you know, fat authors, creators, models, bloggers, YouTubers, um, especially fat people who are not white, not straight, not cis women, um, because like that's the bulk of who you see, um, especially people who have followings um, mm. are majority uh, white, straight, cis, fat women um, are the people who have like privilege within being fat as well. Um, a book that I do suggest is How to Speak Up Against Fat Phobia by Jay Barnes. Um, it. It, it's like a book slash graphic novel, um, but it also goes over the something that we kind of missed, the intersectionality between fat phobia and a lot of different things, especially like disability. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because like, again, 
the whole health equating worth that is a lot to do with disability um justice as well uh because a lot of that is are intertwined with each other um and so i do write and that's that's been like the really the only book that's been like a how to not be this guide that's been around um a lot of the other books are again more about like yourself examining yourself understanding the state that we are in as far as like what society puts on us um or just like examining what's going on again body positivity but there aren't um you know those books that like every you know white person ordered in july <laughs> from the bookstore about how to not be racist right like mm-hmm. um there aren't because like again fat phobia has been ignored it's kind of been tied in with all these other things that like it doesn't have this kind of built out like not academic but like critical examination that like a lot of other issues have had and so there aren't a lot of pointers about like how to combat it um like this is a thing that's even now is very slow to pick up momentum um and so like this is one of the few books and this was published i think in either this year either 2020 or 2019 so like it's very recent it's 2020 it's january oh yeah oh that's like 10 years ago (laughs) i know (laughs) uh and again i can't i cannot reiterate enough like go out of your way to like show fat bodies to put fat bodies on things in things right if you're a creator add fat bodies to your stories if you're if you're like if you're a writer if you're an illustrator add fat bodies um just you know retweet your fat friends just fat make things fat stop ignoring mm. fat phobia stop ignoring fat people um right because people like to do that right they want to brush all the people under the rug um right if they're and like i have i have noticed right i noticed because like i work in dei which like right now is very racially is very racial focused um diversity edu- uh, equity and inclusion for those who don't know um and so like when i write threads about like dei related issues like on twitter like yeah they get a lot of attention a lot of likes a lot of retweets a lot of like yeah i totally like get it like let's interact and then like i write things about fat like fatness fat phobia um and then like you know i get like six people the same six people who like (laughs) you know like it maybe one retweet right and it's from maya um (laughs) and it's like largely ignored even though like for me like fat phobia is like my like my passion like fat activism is like much more of my passion um than like the the other dei work that i do as like a career like for for my for my day job um not that they're they're both very important but like for me personally like this is where a lot of my personal investment goes into is like fat activism and so like to then just be ignored because it's about and i know it's because it's about fatness because no one wants to talk about it and so like stop avoiding it don't ignore it make it make it something to focus on like even if it has negative attention at least it has some attention of course 
like listen and learn. Um, don't let your own defensiveness allow you to continue hurting people. Um, and right, like, and again, I think a big thing is again changing the way that you talk about yourself, even if you don't necessarily believe it, like right now, um, or even if it feels like contrived a little bit. Like that's the first like part of like radical acceptance, right? Of mm. is to at least say it out loud, um, to like keep repeating it and then like you'll accept it with that. And um is to really think again, like think about why you have placed values or good or bad or right, I'm a, I'm happy about this versus I'm unhappy about this on these things that are like main tenets of fat phobia, like on weight gain, on certain foods, um, on medical issues, right? Like on clothing, mm -hmm. on clothing styles, right? Why do you hate that that person's wearing a crop top, right? Is it because they're fat mm -hmm. and so you see some of their tummy? Mm -hmm. Like what if it's a thin person in that crop top, would you care? What's the question? Um, I rock a crop top, so like, don't talk. <laughs> um, and uh again as as jess and i have demonstrated call people out calling people out isn't necessarily a bad thing um and again this is not like don't be a shithead you're be you're a dick because you're fat because you're fat phobic like not like that but like you know slide into their dms nicely not creepily um and be like hey i saw your tweet about this and like I just want to talk to you about like, what did you mean by this? Right? Like it's the same kind of conversations that you would have when confronting someone about like race, racial issues, about religion, about like any other disagreements that you can have, you can start this fat, like this conversation with that as well of, you know, of especially like with your friends and family um, of just being like, Hey, when you said this, this thing about yourself, like, you know, what, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling about that? Like, what, what's going on? Like, what's, where, where's your head at? Right. And like, maybe it'll be really good for both of you. That's really important because like, unless people know that they're doing something that like, isn't okay. Um, then like, how are people ever going to change? Mm -hmm. Um, and like grow and like learn, right? Like we, and like I said, I, everyone, is is like brought up to be fat phobic it is ingrained in our society um i as a fat person have really hated myself fatness in general um etc and so like i get it it sucks it's hard to talk about um it is ingrained in there and i still feel that way sometimes even though it's been you know several years since like i quotation marks like recovered from my from my eating disorder even though I still have issues with eating because that's mm -hmm. what happens it's it's tough it's tough and like but like you can do it even if it's really awkward I did it with my dad y'all like <laughs> I don't think you understand like I've never had to talk about talk to my dad about anything negative he's ever done like, <laughs> that was that was my first time. Like my dad's like my hero. And so like, that was like the hardest thing, one of the hardest things mm -hmm. I ever had to do. Um, but like, it was really good for both of us. <laughs> so like, 
I know. I I believe it. I believe in everybody. I know that they can do it. It's important. Yeah. 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 I think another thing too is like, like you were saying, Meg, like your work with like diversity and equality, inclusion, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you're thinking about inclusion in, I'm thinking about this from like the yoga world Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I used to be a part of that is like when you're doing trainings or when you're making, especially right now, because like people are making fitness videos, everybody's, you know, doing, you know, YouTube fitness, things like that. Think about people with different body sizes doing the things you're asking them to do. Mm -hmm. And you need to really think through like how you're instructing people, like how you talk about instructing people to move their bodies Mm -hmm. and just the language that you use in general. And then also like what that looks like for somebody that's in a fat body. Like, is that position even possible? Like what are other modifications that you can offer um, to, to fat people or, I mean, disability goes into this as well. Um, but like things like that also like at work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, thinking about making things accessible to fat people mm-hmm. like like chairs mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um i know Roxanne Gay talks about this all the time that she gets these gigs and they'll put a chair on stage that has arms right and then she doesn't fit in it and it's like you didn't even think about that because like the people that are working at this venue aren't fat mm-hmm. but like things like that thinking about things like that and like how to make things accessible to all body sizes (laughs) like thinking through things as far as inclusion not just with race and with gender but with fatness too yeah Yeah. I feel that like that's it bums me out because like most institutions aren't anywhere near there because they're still like dealing with like don't be racist. Don't be blatantly yeah. racist. And like that is <laughs> right. Like that is that is an issue in so many places that, like, it's not like fat phobia is not even nuanced, but like it's considered nuanced. Yeah, being like, don't sexually harass women. Like it, right? There's there people are so behind in so many places when it comes to these things, um, and like it's it sucks. It's the worst. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I was like, while you're doing your inclusion work with everything else, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like also examine the stupid thing. old white people. Right. And, yeah. um, I, so it's my, it's actually my life goal to be a personal trainer. Um, and I, I'm just really passionate about like making moving fun and accessible. Um, and that is like, and I've had several different personal trainers. I've tried several different like types of exercise, of workouts, of gym routines, of sports. Um, like I, I, like even always being fat, like I did sports. I like playing sports, right? I was doing fast pitch and shit like that. And, um, but there is a fundamental way that like, people do not understand the limitations or the the range of motion of fat bodies right like um with something as like basic as a squat right and so many things are about squats and like it is people love squats like etc 
but like when they're talking about oh a proper squat like you how low you need to be to the ground when you have a stomach when you Mm -hmm. have a large stomach you physically cannot do that because there is now an object between your thighs and your chest right especially for people with breasts right because now you have something squished between your breasts and your thighs and you literally cannot go lower right like yeah right you can have you can have the most perfect form but they're like still not good enough because you're like your butt's not almost touching the floor and it's like my body physically cannot do that because of how it is shaped and like it is your job as a trainer as an instructor to know how to handle that and like that's what your job should be and so like yeah <laughs> yeah and, and like it's I, oh god i want to be a personal trainer so bad or physical trainer <laughs> so bad um but like yeah that's those are the things that like i want to focus on right because like i've tried yoga i've tried and given up yoga several times um because again it has never even in like slow slow paced beginners classes no one has taken into account that like fat bodies can't bend that way or that like bending that way, moving that way or that pose on a fat body could actually be harmful um, and like cause injury. Uh, And like that really sucks, especially as someone who like, I care about strength training and a great thing to do in coordination with strength training is yoga because like, the way that you compound your muscles during strength training and then stretching them out during yoga is like very beneficial. Even something as simple, like I'm thinking about like my yoga training, absolutely. I mean, the entire class was like skinny white girls. So (laughs) right there, right there, the instructor, skinny white woman right there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have boobs and I remember we were doing a, um, a position where it's basically like, um, it's an inversion where you like have your legs up in the air. It's a, sh- it's called shoulder stand where you have like your arms up on your back, like behind your back, you're putting your legs up in the air and you're supposed to get it so that like you're, you know, you lift your chest and your hips up like above your head. And I would get smothered every time I did it because my boobs would be in my face. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I raised my hand. I'm like, is there something I'm doing wrong? And everyone's like, can't relate. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Just deal with I'm it. I'm an A cup. I don't know. I just, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm like, I guess I just can't do this pose. And that was just something simple as just boobs. Right. Like, yeah. you know, having like even just the way that you instruct someone to do like, oh, do a forward fold to like stretch out your hamstrings, like keep your legs together. That's not possible for somebody that has a stomach. Nope. Like, right. Or like very just thick thighs. Simple like, things like, not, yeah. Right. Keep your knees yeah. together. It's like, no, my knees yeah. are never together. No. Like, I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got thighs, baby. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> right. even just like, I mean, I, even just like, put your feet together. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't put my, I can't put my feet together because my thighs are too big. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I like... can't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, No, no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, doing child's pose is a fucking nightmare. The worst. Oh, yeah. Child's pose is not calming. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I do not it's feel stressful. like a child. I feel like I'm suffocating. <laughs> I never feel like I'm stretched. Like I'm, I like I never feel like I'm doing it right, and it's yeah. like so fucking basic. But I'm like I, this doesn't work for bodies. 
for all bodies. Yeah. Like, like my butt is never going to touch my feet. No. Like never. Right. right. <laughs> or when it's like you're in downward dog and they're like, well, hop up, you know. So yeah. Oh, no. So Fuck you. By your hands. And I was like, excuse me? Like, yep. put your knee to your elbow. Like, I can't even do that in steps. Like I fully have to like get up and then reposition. And like, of course, even if I make the modification myself, the flow of the class doesn't allow for those modifications, right? right. They're already on another move that I don't understand. And I'm just like, this is not beginner. <laughs> like, no, not, not at all. Elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. So <laughs> We got a lot of things to think about, mm-hmm. but also contact me in like two years when I'm a personal trainer and like we can do stuff. <laughs> Meg, I want you to be like the personal trainer that changes everything in fitness. <laughs> like, I want that so bad. Yeah, we need that so because bad. like that's like that is really what I'm what I'm passionate about because like mm. I exercise and like moving and like taking care of myself in the way of like paying attention to my body used to be punishment. Um, Mm -hmm. And it used to be a means to an end of like being thin. Uh, And I have recovered from that and like have been able to find joy in a lot of those, those things. And, um, but it has, it has, it's been really hard and like without a lot of help um, and just, like through my own gumption, which is, is it because I have ADHD? Maybe. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but like, I want to help people who, you know, don't, can't do it the same way that I did or don't have the resources to do it the same way I did. Um, or like, weren't, you know, the same age right? Like age has a huge factor into it, right? Like, um, and so like, that's, I'm just, I'm really passionate. I'm just really passionate about it. Like that's, I just want to make people like themselves (laughs) and like, just stop being mean to yourself. And like, I'm mean to myself all the time. Um, but like, I at least want people to stop being mean to themselves about their bodies. And like, that's, that's what I want. And to find like, Mm -hmm something that they like to do something that makes them feel powerful and good, which like for me, it's like lifting weights. I thought that was the thing that I found that I love doing. Um, I'm like being buff as hell and (laughs) being able to, you know, yeah. Carry around my boyfriend. Like that was great. (laughs) (laughs) He he hated it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He hated it. It's not my fault. He was like 120 soaking wet. (laughs) It's your problem, bro. (laughs) Oh, Meg, this was wonderful. And I'm so happy that we finally, like after trying to plan this for months, it feels like (laughs) we were able to like sit down with you to have this conversation. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So where where can the good people find you? Yeah, so um, the best place to find me is on Twitter, and that is at T-S-P-O-F-N-U-T-M-E-G, TISP, 
of nutmeg um and that's yep that's on twitter um i have an instagram i don't really use it but if you want to follow it it's jedi master meg um you can also if you're interested in like any of the like art and stuff like that that I do, and like maybe want to throw some dollars at me. I have a Patreon. Um, it is on my Twitter, but it's also if you go to Patreon and look up Ocean of Meg. Um, and also, uh, if you like fanfic, especially if it's about sports anime, um, and also some Star Wars <laughs> stuff, obviously. Um, <laughs> my archive of our own handle is also Tisp of Nutmeg. Um, and of course, you can find me on Rogue Padron roguepodron.com um or at roguepodron um avatar state avatarstate.com that you can also find jelly tarts on there um and basically basically if you just go to my twitter you'll find everything <laughs> yay yeah well thank you again um thank you i guess you can find us too if you want <laughs> Uh, our Twitter is at lbtpod. You can send us an email, lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. Fucking leave us a review for crying out loud. We have not had one since August, <laughs> and I am depressed. Um, if you leave us a five-star review, I am contractually obligated to read it on the show. Uh, if you leave us another one-star review, fucking write the actual review, you coward. And I'll read it on the show, too. Don't just give us a one-star and say, well, I've done my work today. That's what cowards do. Don't be Exactly! Don't be a fucking coward. Fucking tell me why. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Also, we have stuff that we have to give away, and maybe we should do, like, another review giveaway. Mm. Like, leave us a review, show us, but... um... I feel like we need to discuss that further. Yeah. So we're going to push that back. <laughs> so, we, so we did remember the giveaway that we need to do. We're just going to talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. The giveaway that we've been trying to do for months. Yeah. It's a really cute Lotteria set. It's a Star Wars um, Lotteria, like the Mexican like bingo oh, game. Mm-hmm. Um, that It's really cute. And then um, our friend and listener, Joey, has some some tops. Um the rise of skywalker uh tops cards mm-hmm. as well so but we'll do that next yeah. time because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i fell asleep and did not wake up in, in time to talk about to, yeah. to talk about this with you before the yeah. show Abby. <laughs> yeah. um but anyway you can find me on twitter at abby m cecilia jess where can they find you uh you can find me at space jess with four s's in the jess um, um on all the things we, we we don't we don't have like a nice formal exit like y'all do on rogue pod oh man <laughs> so i mean if there's any parting words you have meg please and with that this is lousy beautiful town <laughs> signing yay off. hash out pew 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 pew, pew. <laughs> yay <laughs> That made my heart smile. (laughs) Okay. This is the end of Lousy Beautiful Town. Go fuck off.